بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي محمد صدي بن عجلان رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ابن ادم انك ان تبذل الفضل خير لك وان تمسكه شر لك ولا تلام على كفاف وابدا بمن تعول واليد العليا خير من اليد السفلى رواه مسلم وعن انس رضي الله تعالى عنه قال ما سئل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم على الاسلام شيئا الا اعطاه ولقد جاءه رجل فاعطاه غنما بين جبلين فرجع الى قومه فقال يا قوم اسلموا فان محمدا يعطي عطاء من لا يخشى الفقر وان كان الرجل لا يسلم ما يريد الا الدنيا فما يلبث الا يسيرا حتى يكون الاسلام احب اليه من الدنيا وما عليها رواه مسلم ابو امام السدي بن عجلان رضي الله تعالى نريت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said يا ابن ادم او son of man او humanity obviously being the nabi of allah this is an address first and foremost to the followers to the muslims and then a general address innaka an tabdhul al fadl khairun lak verily that you spend your excess wealth is better for you the wealth which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with in this world is a great ni'mat a great blessing of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us the constant challenge is that human nature is such that we tend to hoard wealth we mise with it we tend to collect it and we tend to constantly fear that if i spend this wealth perhaps i will lose it so this is the challenge that is facing us all the time so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam gives us advice the wealth that you have obviously there is some section of it which is your necessity which you need over and above that instead of hoarding it what should you do tabdhul al fadl rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says spend it spend your excess wealth in the way of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala khairul lak this is better for you one benefit obviously is when the wealth is spent then we don't have to give hisab in front of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it was spent in his way in his cause secondly maximum benefit is derived from that wealth there is no greater benefit of any wealth which allah taala has given us than to give that wealth in the terms of the quran as a qarz and a debt to allah allah says when you spend in my way man dhalladhi yuqridu allah qarzan hasana who is there amongst you that will give a good debt to allah allah will become your debtor you will become the creditor in the terminology of the quran In other words Allah says I will pay you back Allah will pay you back in this dunya also and Allah will pay you back for yudhaifahu lahu adhafan kathira many many times in the hereafter Allah Taala will pay you back so Nabi Islam says anything that is excess greater than your needs spend it this is better for you wa antumsikahu sharrun lak and for you to hold it back for you not to spend it for you to hoard it or in the terms that are very common amongst us keep it back for a rainy day this rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says sharrun lak this is 
evil for you, this is not good for you. In other words, the hadith emphasizes that withholding wealth is harmful, one, because of accountability. You will have to account before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And secondly, that benefit which we would have gained by us spending it in the way of Allah ta'ala, by holding back that wealth, we have lost that benefit. So when we most needed it, or when the greatest need is there, that benefit will no longer be there for us. So this is why Rasulullah says, spend your excess, don't hold it back. Then the hadith goes on, وَلَا تُلَامُوا عَلَىٰ kafaf. You will not be reprimanded for keeping back what you need. Basic necessities, we are not required to give everything away. Some section of it you are allowed to keep back in order to meet your basic necessities. And then the latter part of this hadith, this has passed in several other ahadith, but we will just translate it. وَبْدَأْ بِمَنْ تَعُولْ وَالْيَدُ الْعُلْيَا خَيْرٌ مِّنَ الْيَدِ السُّفْلَىٰ This has been, like I said, the subject matter has been found in many, many ahadiths. The question we have to ask ourselves, that Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have instructed us to spend our wealth in Allah's way. Where should we start? What is the maximum benefit I can get from the spending of my wealth? Nabi Salaam says, وَبْدَأْ بِمَنْ تَعُولْ Start with spending upon those who are your dependents, elderly parents, your children, your wife, your immediate relatives. Why? Because first of first and foremost, this spending is wajib. This spending is compulsory upon you. And we find that in some riwayats it is mentioned that the reward when you spend upon your family members is 70 times more than any other spending. So start spending with your, those who are dependent upon you. وَالْيَدُ uliya خَيْرٌ مِنَ الْيَدِ السُّفْلَىٰ And the upper hand, in other words, يَدُ uliya al-munfiqa The spending hand is better than the lower hand. In other words, al-mumsika, the hand that holds back. The hand that gives is always better than the hand that holds back. The next riwayat, Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates this hadith once again illustrates to us the great generosity, the magnanimous nature of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that he used this generosity as an extremely effective tool to soften the hearts of people, to bring them closer to Islam. And he used it as an extremely effective tool for the propagation of Islam. Those of us who are engaged in the work of Dawat and Tabligh, if there is any deficiency today amongst the various deficiencies that we find amongst us, this is one very great deficiency. That we don't understand that just as important as speaking of Allah's greatness, we have to practically demonstrate the beauty of Islam. And the practical demonstration of the beauty of Islam is to empathize with the poor, is to be sympathetic to the needs of others. This is an extremely effective tool. There is nothing that distances people from us like miserliness. And the more generous a person is, automatically people are attracted towards that person. And the hearts of people lean towards such a person. Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu Khadimul Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who was the servant of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam almost the shadow of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
spend many many hours if not days if not years in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam who else is more authorized to describe this he says ma su'ila rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sallallahu alaihi wasallam ala al-islam shay'an illa atahu he says the nabi of allah was never asked on the basis of islam anything except that he gave it in other words if a person came to him and said i am a needy muslim i require something or on the basis of islam in other words for the propagation of islam nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was never asked for anything except that he gave it that is one aspect of spending which the fuqaha refer to as mu'allafatul qulub this word mu'allafatul qulub comes from the arabic word ta'alif ta'alif means to soften the hearts of people to create love in the hearts of people we find that in the early stages of islam sometimes nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would even spend upon the kuffar he would even spend upon the disbelievers with the intention of dawat with the intention of bringing them close to islam however many ulama of the opinion that this type of spending was allowed in the early stages thereafter islam gained gained strength and ground so it was not necessary to spend upon the kuffar in order to invite them towards islam however that was one type of spending the other type of spending was sometimes a person was a new muslim to strengthen his faith in the initial stages the person's iman was not that strong and he was facing financial challenges so in order to strengthen his faith and in order to bring him closer towards islam and cement his yaqeen his conviction nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam sahaba kiram at times would spend upon the people so this incident which anas radhiyallahu ta'ala who introduces it like this he says nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was never asked on the basis of islam for anything except that he would grant it and give it and then he describes one particular incident he says a person came to him to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he spent so much on him he gave him goats or sheep between two mountains so many goats or sheep this expression baina jabalain which means that will fill a valley between two mountains this person was so affected now understand what was he affected by what motivated him to become so elevated and so happy when nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave him so many goats or sheep if you analyze it what was it it was his love for dunya it was his lalach it was his greed this person loved the dunya motivated by material greed nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave him so many goats that fill the valley between two mountains so the initial spark the initial basis by which this person was attracted to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in islam if you look at it from his perspective was greed was dunya lalaj was desire for dunya but regardless of that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave him so much what was the effect raja ila qaumihi he went back to his people and he said oh, oh my people aslimu bring islam accept islam why because islam is a good religion because islam will take you closer to allah because muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the true nabi of allah and he has come with the message of the truth because is because the quran is haq no this is what it should have been but what does he say to his people bring islam why because inna muhammadan yu'ti ata'ama la yakhsha al-faqr because in muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam you find a man who spends so much that he does not fear poverty in other words he spent on me he'll spend on you also 
If you look at it from their perspective, this is the basis on which he attracts these people towards Islam. But what was the effect of this? Anas radiallahu ta'ala goes on. He says, وَإِن كَانَ الرَّجُلُ لَا يُسْلِمُ مَا يُرِيدُ إِلَّا الدُّنْيَا He says at times a person would accept Islam because of the generosity of Rasulullah only. So what was his motivation? Embrace only for material motives. مَا يُرِيدُ إِلَّا الدُّنْيَا The man is accepting Islam not because of the Qur'an, not because of Hadith, not because of the Haqqaniyat of Islam. He is accepting Islam because of material motives. Anas says, ma yuridu illa dunya. It was only dunya. But what was the intention? Allah's Rasulullah wanted that person to come closer. He didn't write the person off that this man is greedy, let me distance him. No. Important lesson for us to learn. Sometimes we see a person is on the wrong path. Don't write that person off. Be generous to that person. Be kind to that person. What is your intention? Your intention is to bring him closer to Islam. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if his intention is incorrect. Allah will guide him. Allah is using you. Never mind if his intention is incorrect. This person was accepting Islam because of how much Nabi Islam spent on him. He's telling his people to accept Islam also in the expectation of how much Nabi Islam will spend on them. The intention is completely wrong from their side. This did not stop. Rasulullah from showing generosity to them. Important sabak and lesson we learn. Do not write people off. Don't become, don't decide on their motivations. Your motivation has to be pure. Your intention has to be pure. Nabi Islam's intention was pure. What happened as a result of it? Anas radiallahu anhu says, the man accepted Islam purely with material motives. فَمَا يَلْبَثْ إِلَّا yasira. But he had come closer. This was the intention. Now he started experiencing salah, he started experiencing dua, he started experiencing zikr of Allah, he started experiencing the Qur'an, he started experiencing the sweetness of ibadat. And what happened? Within a short space of Islam, hatta yakun al-Islam, ahabba ilayhi min dunya wa ma alayha. The same man who accepted only for material motives, a short while would pass and nothing would become more beloved to him than Islam. He would love Islam more than this dunya and everything that it contained. The same man who accepted Islam for material motives is now sacrificing his dunya for the sake of Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So don't write people off and don't be affected by thinking they have bad intentions. Bring the person in the environment. You become the means of him coming closer. Once he comes closer, then the effect of the amal will change his intention and will purify his intention as we find in this riwayat. Like you have to fix my life.